The Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. Glad to have you along for the ride. Great news with Kay at the bottom of the hour. If you're in an abusive relationship, she actually has very good advice for you. Um, because we end up talking about Bill Cosby. And then we veer off into this whole, you know, there's a real problem with men not treating women right in this country and on the, on the planet. There's some really good men out there. There's some really bad men out there. And, it, and we, we sort of went there because Bill Cosby is basically getting a free pass from the Supreme Court without them saying anything other than, yeah, we're not going to take it up. And that's pretty much it. And you've got, you know, dozens of women who still say he drugged them and raped them and they're never going to get any sort of day in court. And might that dissuade other people from saying anything? So we'll get into that uh, in earnest. So make sure you stick around for that. There's a lot going on uh, in that conversation. So make sure you stick around with that. Uh, also, we've got um, uh, an update on Ukraine. I guess uh, the, the peace talk. I don't know, how do you have peace talks when one country is invading the other country? I find that to be weird. Okay, we're invading you now. Why don't we sit down and talk about it? That's very weird. It's not like they're like, we're going to go to war if we don't do this. And then you have the peace talks. Shouldn't you have done that before you started? I would think so. Um, so we've got that for you. And also, um, whether Joe Biden, not, not that this is his decision anyway, but somebody around Joe Biden is going to decide to shut off the Russian oil or not. We've got that story for you as well. But not before we remind you that it's Monday. Oh, yes. Motown to the Monday. Carrie, how you doing? I'm okay. Paul will get it done as always. Sam in the house. We do have a PAX parody today. Carrie said we had to play it in the third hour. I wasn't gonna. No, I didn't say you had to. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's what you said. No, I'm pretty sure. No, I didn't. Let's go to the tape. Let's go to the tape. Yeah, play it next hour. Wow, (laughs) see, told you. Oh, yeah, that is so not me. No. I sounded pretty chocolatey there. Let's stop that, actually. Blah, blah, blah. So last hour we had uh, Allison Royal on, and you and I started to have a conversation. I do want to have that conversation. Right. Um, I was in a newsroom for a long time, as you know, and um, yes, <laughs> yes. Many awards, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> all right, keep, let's blah. keep, let's keep blah, going. Blah, blah, blah. Wait a blah, second. Blah, blah, blah. We all know. Yeah, we all know. But um, I also won a lot of awards as well. Thank you. Have you won as many as I have? Just wondering. Just asking for a friend. Uh, I, I will really have care. to go back and look. Uh, oh, by the way, the one guy who, who uh, wrote me who said, when the parodies come on, I sometimes switch the station and never come back. <laughs> and of course, I wrote him back and I said, please don't come back to my show when you leave. <laughs> and he wrote back, he's like all indignant. He writes back, he says, oh, it's just a little constructive criticism. <laughs> no, okay, how is There's that nothing constructive? constructive about you telling me a part of the show that I'm going to continue doing just doesn't work for you. How is that constructive? <laughs> now, if he would have said, now, if you do the songs and you make them one minute long, you know what I mean? If you give me something that right, you, now, I'm going to change that. what I do, but at least it's constructive. Yeah, that was not constructive at all. That was, was pretty much, criticism. the email was pretty much, if you don't want me to ever leave the show, don't ever do another parody. How is that constructive? <laughs> it isn't. So I wrote him back and I said, there's nothing constructive so. about that. And he writes back, he says, sorry you feel that way. He's like, oh, all okay. mad. All Why right. are you mad? You attacked my work today, dummy. Mm. 
You know what I mean? And he's listening right now, wondering if I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to give you a name. I'm not going to give you any, any fame. But uh, but there you go. Um, it, I was in the new, a newsroom last in 2005. And a little inside baseball, I had another a year on my contract. Um, I was at WRGB in New York, in, um, in Albany's Connected Detroit, the capital region of New York. I was the 6 and 11 o'clock main anchor along with Liz Bishop, who is still there. She'd been there like 40 years. She's awesome. Um, I had another year on my contract, but there was an opportunity to come to the Clear Channel flagship 1200 WOAI, which is our flagship now, to do the morning show. They were doing a new revamped morning show. And um, the guy that I spoke with was Rush's boss and Hannity's boss and Glenn's boss, everybody's boss. Um, he ran news sports and, and um, news sports and talk for Premier and for Clear Channel, which are the same company. And, and his name is Gabe Hobbs. He's still a great friend. He's a good guy. And he said, listen, we got this job and, you know, you want to get on radio and you want to end up getting syndicated one day and you want to do sort of commentary television and not news television. Here's the job. Actually took a pay cut and everything to leave. But at the time that I was in the newsroom, uh, the reason why I, I'm circling back to what Allison said is because there was so much already pulled to the left in the newsroom. Now, as the main anchor, I was in a better position than a reporter would be, whereas Allison went out there and did one report a day. I was one of the faces that brought you the words. And before I said the words, either I rewrote them in the teleprompter or I would ad-lib them as I was sitting at the desk, and I, I made sure that I would do it in an unbiased fashion. I wasn't changing them to sound more conservative. I was changing them to make sure they didn't sound too far left which is really the way that they were being delivered. And we would have lively conversations and debates in the newsroom going into the newscasts every day about what we we're going to cover and how we we're going to cover it. And, blah, blah, blah. and it was always this left slant that we had a fight against. So I get it. That's 17 years ago. Can you imagine being in a newsroom today? You no. being in a newsroom no. today. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't no. last. They'd fire me yeah. in about two minutes, Carrie. Yeah. How, how could I possibly even get a word in edgewise knowing? Uh, you couldn't. Like, yeah. like, how much more woke is it today than it was 17 years ago when I left? Oh, my goodness. I mean, tenfold. Yeah. So I know that the newsroom isn't as big at the radio station as it might have been at my TV station. In fact, I know that you guys have kind of a skeleton crew, which yeah. is unfortunate. I think we should get some more people in there. But having said that, when there was like a daily news director and there were other reporters in there you know, several years ago, were there these debates or did you guys pretty much do your story, you did it the right way, and then you, you keep doing your job? You know, there were debates about that because, and reporters have, have come and gone. I'm not talking about anybody that's here uh, right now, but there would be where I would have to go back and rewrite something because I thought, wow, that's way too left. And there have been sometimes, you know, that's way too right. You got to you got to find what's in the middle. So we had those debates, uh, maybe not on a daily basis, but yeah, we had those. And we're a much smaller, you know, much smaller crew, but we still had we still had those arguments that would come up. Since you and I have been working together for fifteen years now, um, almost fifteen years, and I I don't look a day older to be honest. Uh, eh, you that, do. So that's one of us. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, I remember a time or two, and you might not even remember this, where you've like done a story, and then afterwards you weren't happy about it. You're like, "What the hell was that?" Yes, that is. True. And then we've actually like had Facebook messages about it. I'm like, oh, "I don't know what, what was that. Why, yeah. why would that yeah. be in the copy? Yeah. Or why would that be said that way? Or why did somebody ask you to do it that way?" Yeah. And it was very, very strange to me because you know, I, I, I know that you don't want to sound like you're giving opinion, and you know, unless we're talking about parenting stuff. I mean, you've mm-hmm. done that many times, which makes sense. But when it comes to news and the news of the day, I mean, you don't really want to be that person who is swaying an opinion. You're giving the information, here it is. But many times those leads would be written in such a way that were so weird 
and, and so misleading that yeah. you would stop and go, well, hold on, let me let me not do that, or let me explain yeah, what I meant there. Doesn't sound right. A couple of yeah. times you've said that. Let me explain. Well, let me give you the details. Yeah. yeah. So, what if you were in a newsroom today where they said? Okay, not only are we going to be biased, and then you as a good reporter could somehow sift your way through the bias. Then they said, also do this medical procedure. Yeah, what? that's tough. That is tough. You know, Especially and I, knowing that the mandate was dropped. The OSHA mandate was dropped, and they were still trying to make her do it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, you just have to be true to yourself and say, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do this. How many times have we talked about... Were, and I have said, I know I've said this at least a handful of times, that if I knew what the business was going to be uh, before I got in, you know, 25 years ago, I don't know if I would have. And then you add on to how it is now, plus these mandates. That's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, you and I are different in this way. And it's not good, bad, or indifferent. In fact, many might think that the way that you, that your perspective is better. I want to fight. I, I want I want to fight them. I know you do. I want to yell at them. I want to debate with them. I want to prove that I'm right. And frankly, because that's who I am personality-wise, that has hurt me in this business. And people are like, "What are you talking about? You're the 10th, you know, largest show in the country and, and you're 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 known everywhere." Yeah, but it would be even more than that had I just learned to kiss a little ass. Mm-hmm. Had I just learned to not fight yeah. as much, had I just learned to be a good old boy, and I couldn't be that person. Now, I'm not suggesting that you are the good old boy. What I'm suggesting is, whereas they fight me and I punch back, they fight you and, and it makes you angry and then it makes you quiet. Yeah. And I've seen that in you professionally. Yeah. And, and I've said to yeah. myself, if I could give her some of my fight, and I've actually fought for you, to I mean, be honest. Yeah. I mean, I've I gone mean, to people yeah. and I've said, hey, what are you doing? I know you have. Why would yeah. you say that? Why would you go that. there? What are you stupid? Yeah, and and I'm I'm willing to have that fight. But I don't know. It's an interesting question. If you're asking, and you didn't ask, but if you asked me if I would do the same exact thing, if I could go back 32 years when I started in the business, I don't know. There are some things that I did that I know would have put me on an even faster track mm-hmm. that I ended up being on, and I would have been more successful. But am I willing to sell my soul and be somebody different to make that happen? Right. And I think I'm with you. Um, I like the success that we have. You and I are in different places when it comes to you're a news anchor and I'm a, I'm a, a host of a show. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it would make, it give me pause. I'd have to think about it. Yeah, I'd have to think about too. whether this is the direction. Maybe I stay in television news and I'm there 17 more years and I'm making, you know, a million dollars a year and I'm reading some stories for half an hour a day. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting question. And you're saying that you might not have taken the, the made this choice. I'm, I, there are a lot of times I would have thought, you know what, I probably maybe should have gone another direction. Um, if I knew what it was going to be like now, because it's day you just got on my so show, completely that, different. <laughs> yes. Like day, I need to get out. The day I, I moved to, to five o'clock, you're like, I'm out of here. Joe Bag show. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's a, it's an interesting question because the business has changed so much. Cause I say I could have stayed in the newsroom and I could have, and I could have, you know, been successful doing that. But by now you know, the fight would have come out. Yeah. By now, it would have been, you guys were all effing stupid. You know, and I would have been kicked out of the newsroom. You know what I mean? I, 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 at some that, point, I would have dropped yeah. my pants and said, start kissing this. You know what I mean? I, I kiss my ass. Yes, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I think that the timing was right, but I've made some decisions between then and now that um, if I would have played the game differently, I'm not a good game player. Yeah. If I would have played the game differently, it would have ended up differently. But I don't know that I ever would have been in the position that she was in. You know, this is a unique time because of the pandemic. And, you know, people who want power and control 
always use emergencies like this to put that power and control over people. When she was told you have to get the vaccine because you're going to be in the public and we don't want you spreading the disease, that was just a flat-out lie. That just wasn't scientifically true, and this is a news organization we're talking about. So I, I, I have to say this. I think the younger reporters who want to be even-handed like you and who want to be even-handed and fight like I, um, I don't think that they have the same kind of chance that we had because we were in, a, I think, I think right, a better time. Actually. As much as it was bumping and rough for us coming in, it wasn't like today. This like today, true. you get lockstep or else you don't get the job. Oh, exactly. Yeah, this is so completely different. So different. And not that I don't love what I do. I do. I love it. I got 18 emails from but people saying, why did you ruin this woman? Why did you ruin this woman's down. life? Why did you, why did you hurt this woman as you, as I you do have? Love, I do love what Which I is, do. And, and just, you do it very, very well. But, but it, it, I mean, so there different. are considerations. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there has been a shift in this business. It was always to the left, Carrie, but it yeah. was never like this. No. Yeah. This is yeah. like, man, what, what's happened the last, you know, last 10 years. It's just, yeah. you know, blows your mind. Interesting conversation. I agree with the listeners. All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. When we come back, I've got a PAGS parody, gas or food, or food or gas. I, I keep, why do I keep forgetting what I called it? Ga- gas I named or food. it myself. I know. Is it gas or I food? I think it's gas or food, I think. So now I have to see. Is it gas or food or food or gas? See, none yeah. of this would have happened if we just would have played ball many years ago. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Uh, it is food or gas. Oh, I was it's wrong. actually food or gas. Okay, here we All go. right, so there you go. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Absolutely right. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Joe Pag Show for your Motown Monday. We've got a Pag's parody today. It's called Food or Gas. And uh, as as funny as I think it is, because I think the words are kind of funny, it's still, it's kind of a sad story. You think about it. Uh, Gary, I think there are people who are in a position of going, you know, I'm going to have to get some cheaper food because gas is going up. I mean, people really do work paycheck to paycheck. In fact, a lot of Americans have no savings at all. So uh, I did this parody today. It was uh, CJ, my my oldest daughter, CJ's idea. She's an associate producer and and just a, a great PR person for me. She's also in the web channel all the time. You guys know her in there. If you haven't watched this on a stream yet, stop by JoePags.com and click on Watch Now. And uh, you'll be able to see us as we do the show. Here's the PAGS parody, food or gas? Let's go. The price rising high, it's so out of control. Deciding what to buy starts to take a toll. I'm hungry. Come on. But my car's got to take me to and fro. Cost going up faster than pure gold. Tank's empty. Car's thirsty. The guy behind the counter said, what's it going to be? I said, I don't know, man. You tell me. It's a grocery list or a tank of gas. Joe Biden's inflation can kiss my ass. I can buy go-go or orange juice, not both. Hell, I can't decide no. 
my ride or swallow my pride, fill our pantry up high. It's a choice I don't want to make, and it's all on Joe. Get food or gas to go. Come on now, food or gas. I'll post it later with the words. I feel pain in my gut and my mind was racked. I think old Joe Biden might be smoking crack. He's crazy. I had a choice to make between buying fuel or get all the fixes to make some stew. Not easy. Never thought it would ever come down to this with Biden putting us through his bullshit. What? Well, it's a gallon of gas or an ear of corn. Never had a choose like this since I was born. Making decisions like this simply ain't no fun. But money's too tight, this isn't simple. My spare change can barely fill a thimble. It's a tough choice to make. I hope you know what I mean. See the food or gasoline. Little food or gasoline, Pags parody. I will put what I do uh, later on is I'll put it on Rumble. I'll put the words on it. And Carrie, it's kind of a painstaking thing to do. You got to sit down, yeah, listen sure to every line, yeah. write out every line, put it up on the on the screen, have it pop up at the right time. But I think people really do get more enjoyment out of it if they could sing along with it. Uh, now, when I do that, I've heard your son called me, mm-hmm. and I've yeah. heard that what? Which one? Uh, yeah, both. Um, you know, both of my sons called you. Uh-huh. Well, I, uh-huh. I combine the two because I can't tell. Their voices are very similar. So I, when I answer the phone, <laughs> I, what are? I say is I say, hey, Juke. See, just in case. It's one of the, it's either Jake or Luke. No. I just go for it. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and like, hey, they're like, hey, Joe Pax, mom, when you post the songs, will then sing along because you've got the words on it. I think that's nice. I think it's supportive um, of your, your You teenager. did not talk to my children. And I have talked to your I children. I do not sing when they were little because they're not parents. little anymore. I, I used to pick them up and put them over my head and stuff. So I know I you cannot about. do that anymore. Yeah, but um, not no. even the little I'm, one. Like the little one, I used to pick up and like put them in the window and try to make you laugh as you were doing he, the news. He's, he's pretty big though right now. Really? Yeah. 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 He's lifting some. You started feeding them. Mm-hmm. So there was a while. I have remember always when you had that fed issue? my children. I have I always know. fed. I'll say my this: children, carrying the kids. They've been to the house once, and um, that was it. The little the little one wouldn't eat. <laughs> and I felt no. bad. I was like, "What's the matter?" Not until the very we're getting ready to go, and, said, and then he went. Mama doesn't let me. Mama didn't let me eat. Stop. It was a little That's tiny not voice. True. You need to weird. quit. You need to stop. Hold on. Lying. CPS line two. Hold <laughs> on a second. <laughs> That's not no, true. I feed my children. But, but no. What do you think that was? He was just afraid of me that day. What was that? He's just very, very shy, and he Is was he hungry uh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't, you know. So he was hungry, but he place, just didn't want to eat. Exactly until the very end. We're getting ready to go. We had hot dogs. We had everything. Yeah, I know. Oh, did he shove a couple in on the way out? He did, yeah. At the very end, he sure did. I remember, I was like, please, son, please eat. <laughs> Mama will let you. He's fine. Please. He's like a football player in baseball. He does all that stuff now, right? I, yes, he does. Yes. Most of my paycheck goes to HEB feeding these teenage boys. <laughs> so, they're I can't fine. imagine. They're I got fine. lucky because I had girls. So, Shoot. you're saying that it's even more, like, Holy my mom smokes. still is trying to recoup from when I was growing up. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, we ate all the food. They there was no appetite. I used to... Carrie, I tell you, we'll do inside baseball one day, and I'll give you the story. But I literally got in trouble for eating too much. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's terrible. Okay. Eight at eight nine four one Pags. JoePags.com. Cray News with K. Keep it here. You're listening to Joe Pags.
Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady back. She's a member of our team. Uh, she's a great writer, and uh, you'll see her on television all the time now. She's on Newsmax a lot. It's Kay Smythe. Kay, how are you? Good to see you. I'm so good, Joe. You always, uh, you always make me laugh in the little lead-up to the interview. So if I'm smiling through some tough topics, it's all your fault today. It must be. It's uh, Cray News with Kay. We like to take some crazy stories and some not-so-crazy and uh, and have Kay tell us about them. These stories are, generally speaking, stories that Kay has written for The Daily Caller, uh, which is awesome. Make sure you go to thedailycaller.com, and a lot of your stories lead uh, that website as well. L- let's start with gas prices. I did my little parody on gas prices today, and I had some fun with that, a little con- a little country tune uh, but uh, gas prices as much as i try to make light of it as you were listening to the parody you're like you know this is a tough topic it's a good parody but this is people are struggling with this aren't they well firstly it's a great parody Thank amazing you. parody it's not just good um it's it's absolutely superb Thanks. but no people are really struggling with this over the weekend i wrote the story we've got four dollars average per gallon and i uh having lived in los angeles for a very long time i'm connected to a lot of people there people were sending me photographs throughout the weekend we're talking six seven dollars a gallon joe six or seven dollars and then we've got actors like uh star trek's george takai who is one of the most woke losers I've ever met in my, or I haven't met him, but heard about in my entire life. And he's like, oh, you guys just need to like suck it up and deal with the fact that gas is going to be more expensive and food is going to be more expensive. This guy's worth, he made $12 million from Star Trek alone. And it's probably more than that because we're looking at sort of like tax filings for that data. Right. I mean, it, it's the ignorance of how this is really going to impact real America this is the difference between paying, uh, okay, this is this is a real example. I used to pay just under a dollar for a, a bushel of bananas, I'm going to call them. Okay. Now I'm looking at almost $2 in less than two months. That's what this means. People, if this keeps going, Joe, people are going to starve. That's how real this issue is. And uh I think it's really ignorant of the sort of woke Hollywood elite up to the upper political echelons to downplay this. Also, it started way before the Russia thing. Like, this actually doesn't have anything to do with Russia. Well, Jen Psaki said it did. Jen Psaki said it was Putin invading uh, Ukraine is what caused the prices to go up. Of course, you and I both know, and you just said it very clearly, that's a lie. Uh, They've gone up uh, exponentially since the the day he stepped into office and canceled the Keystone XL pipeline and a bunch of leases and stopped our own independence. But let me go back to George Takai for a second. Why does the left get away with it, Kay? And, And here's what I mean. You're way too young to have seen this, but um, George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush 41, the President of the United States, literally was waiting in a, in a grocery store line one day to show he was a man of the people, and he was stunned by the scanner of the prices. You know, like you take, you, you, here's the soda, and you bleep, it does a little beep, and the price comes up. He hadn't seen that before, and he was excoriated. This was before social media, so he was excoriated by the big three networks, by all the big newspapers, about how out of touch he is. George Takai clearly proves himself to be out of touch. I mean, the $12 million doesn't even include the royalties he's still getting from Star Trek. So mm-hmm. here's a guy where the gas prices don't bother him and they won't affect him, but they affect regular people in America. Why does the left get away with it, though? We'll forget about this by tomorrow. George Herbert Walker Bush, that was part of why he lost the election because he was too out of touch. 
So I think the left gets away with it because we've sort of replaced religion with these celebrities that we want to follow. You know, I, I get, you know, ripped by you and my other very close friends for how much I love, you know, Morgan Wallen and I'll post about him on social media. But I don't look at this man as a religion. I'm just a fan of his music. But right. there are people on the left, Joe, and having lived in California, they treat these celebrities like gods. And as you know, Real God can do no wrong, but when you replace the real God with these sort of faux celeb ideology gods, yeah. these virtue signaling nightmares of human beings, uh, you just allow them to get away with everything. It's it's revolting. And, you know, celebrity is religion for so many people. Everyone wants to be a celebrity. I think there was a statistic a few years ago that uh certainly when i was growing up in the early 90s people wanted to be doctors firefighters nurses things like that now everyone just wants to be famous kids growing up want to be famous because that is the world that we live in right now so it, it, people it, yeah, like to get right. away with it because of the religion of celebrity and i think it's all it's also the religion of an intersectionality and here's what i mean george takai is a, a c or d list celebrity at best mm-hmm. he's he's not an a-lister but he's gay mm-hmm. and he's asian so the fact that he is other than white, other than straight, I don't know what his religion is. He might not be Christian either. Uh, he falls into the intersectionality where people who, are, are, who call themselves marginalized can now say, well, we own him. And he can say anything he wants because he's one of us. And if you attack what he says, you hate gays, you hate Asians, you hate celebrities, you hate whatever. I mean, that's sort of how he gets away with it, too. He's mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, somebody who is a Robert De Niro, who mm-hmm. is an A-list celebrity who's an idiot you know, who was saying F Trump and all this other, he wants to punch Trump in the face. He got away with it because people say, yeah, but, yeah, but, but it's Robert De Niro. You see what a great actor he is? With George Sakai, he doesn't have all that sway. Do you agree that it's, a, it's his intersectionality that, that lets him get away with it too? I think it's his intersectionality, but I also think, you know, there's a certain amount of cult around Star Trek. Okay, yeah. I, you know, I, I think, you. I I know people who I once thought were really cool until I learned that they spoke fluent Klingon. Um, <laughs> That's really so, a thing, you know, isn't it? My mother really attacked me for this. She's a huge Trekkie, huge <laughs> Trekkie. I never really got it. I'm not a big sci-fi person. Yeah. I just, it's not for me. I'm not really a big fiction person, to be honest yeah, with me you. Either. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think there's a certain amount of it. And no, it, it really is. I think there is a certain amount of intersectionality. Um, I think you're absolutely spot on with that hypothesis. Um, I just think, I yeah, I just think it goes even deeper with yeah. the whole trekkiness of it all. I'm oh. with you. It's Casemythe. Go to casemythe.com, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E dot C-O-M. Go there. Also go to the Daily Caller, see everything that she writes or follow her on social. And you can uh, you can read all that stuff up as well. Now something you didn't know about me. I interviewed Bill Cosby, I think in 2009, something like that. And he had a book out or something. There's something going on. He was still America's father then. And we did not know about all the sexual assault allegations. I have no idea how Hollywood kept that quiet for so long. But he was such a big star. I mean, in the 80s, he brought NBC back to prominence. This guy was making mm-hmm. half a million dollars a week to do shows in Las Vegas back in the 80s. Imagine how much money that would be in today's dollars. So he was one of the biggest stars on the planet. And when I interviewed him, it was interesting because he's more of a liberal and he was proud that he voted for Barack Obama. But we had a really good conversation about the industry, about being America's father and all that. And it wasn't that long after that interview that I think NBC was doing some sort of resurgence of the Cosbys. And that's when all the women said, wait a second, what are you doing? Why are you holding this guy up on high? Well, he somehow gets out of prison after being found guilty because of ridiculous misconduct by the prosecution. And now he's out. 
and you're saying there's an advancement of this story that I didn't know about. What, what was he trying to do? What, was his team trying to get everything dropped? Was the prosecution side trying to get him locked up again? What was What's the story here? So the biggest story here, Joe, is there was always going to be a back and forth with Cosby and his accusers right. up until the Supreme Court turned around and said, here's our final ruling. So this morning the Supreme Court turned around with absolutely no comment and said, we're not even going to review this case. He's good to go. Like, you just let him out. So you've got, and I feel like maybe I should, you know, talk about my biases here to a certain extent. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a victim of, I, I don't I like the word victim. I don't even like the word survivor. I went through two very abusive relationships. It typically takes two abusive relationships to break the cycle. I work with women on a daily basis, getting them out of abusive relationships with the war party movement. I mean, even just this morning, um, we had a big intervention right. with uh, really just a, a terrific young woman, um, finally getting her out of an, an abusive relationship. But what really struck me about the Cosby case, about the Supreme Court not even being willing to review it, is that more than 60 women have come forward and said, this man drugged and raped me. He admitted to drugging and raping teenage women in testimony that basically led up to his first major conviction that saw him get three to five years. Right. Now, I don't understand, like, I'm not a lawyer. I don't understand the ins and outs of how he finally got out of prison um, it was some mess up in Philadelphia that eventually got him released from prison early. So the decision by the Supreme Court to say we're not even going to hear this case, we're not even going to review it, essentially has allowed this self-admitted drug rapist to now walk the streets. And, and, and by the way, I just, am just, just exhausted by this at this point. Just simply put, the prosecution screwed up on a technicality. They promised that they would never use against him what they were gathering for some other case, and then they used it against him. And, and they either went beyond uh, their word or they admitted something that they knew was inadmissible. Look, he's, he did it. He admits that he did it. He knows he did it, and he actually thinks I was a big enough star. They knew what they were getting into when they came back to my room, and they knew that I was going to drug them and, and, and rape them. Um, that's how sick the mentality is, but he's only out on a technicality. So what does this Supreme Court ruling do? Okay, I won't say victim. I won't say, I won't say survivor. I'll say women who are targeted and treated like garbage by men and abused in all sorts of disgusting ways. What does that do to their psyche when they see Bill Cosby can get away with it, and there are 60 living women who say that he did something wrong to them and nothing's going to happen to him? Does this stop them from coming forward? Absolutely, it stops them from coming forward. But the one thing that I take solace in, Joe, and you know, we've talked about this. I think we may even have talked about it on the show. If it weren't well, for I had you, Jeremiah on. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we definitely have gone war party movement. We've talk, we talk about this all the time. I want to keep on raising awareness. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, but no, I mean, I mean the point that I really want to make is for any woman listening to this show right now who's either been in one of these situations, whether it was a one-time thing, whether it was an ongoing abusive relationship, um, everyone listening to the show knows someone who's gone through it. Yeah. If it's not them themselves, there are good men out there. 
Unfortunately, most of those good men don't get to make the big macro decisions for how you get to legally deal with the people who hurt you. But if you're listening to Joe Pags, you're already on a great track. If it weren't for Joe, I certainly wouldn't be here right now. He's one of the greatest men in my life. Uh, Joe and I, I, you know, I I don't know, this is probably going to, because you're way too humble. It does my head in. Um, (laughs) But, you know, my father doesn't live out here in the States. And I have you, I have Jeremiah Wilbur, and I have my friend Danny back in Los Angeles. And there's, I would say, one or two other men in my life that I can literally count on one hand who represent to me exactly what it means to be a good man. And I just implore all women, listen, you're never going to get taken seriously. You're never really actually going to get the legal comeuppance you deserve from going through this. But good men exist. Do not take that abuse into your next relationship and learn to understand what defines a good man from what defines a very, very, very bad man or even just a bad guy. Well, like, I, I, love just, just I love that you said that because I think people feel helpless and I'm glad to be, you know, somebody that you can look to as a, a father figure or a good friend or whatever it happens to be because I, I don't play that game. If I ever saw a man do that and if I knew about it and I could do something about it even after the fact, then I would do something about it. It doesn't make sense. You know, uh, I've got five daughters, I've got a wife, I've got three sisters and a mother. Um, and, and, you know, th- this is this is not a game at all. But there are women who are listening, hopefully will be empowered by what you said, because they don't think there is a recourse. They don't think there's an outlet. They don't think there are good men out there, to be honest. And they certainly don't trust the court system or the prosecution that screws up the case and the court system that says, we have nothing to say here. He's good to go because he's old and he's Bill Cosby. I don't get that. So hopefully you, you've just empowered some people. And, and if you don't mind, let's just uh, send them to warpartymovement.com. They can go there, find mm-hmm. out more about that, Jeremiah's organization, and you work with them as well. And go to casemyth.com or find K on social. And uh, you, you've been extremely helpful to anybody who, who sees themselves in that role that you used to be in. And for a time, I know that you felt like it was helpless, and it's not. You're not helpless. You're much stronger than you think you are. I think that's the message, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the other, the one last thing I just want to say, Joe, is like, listen, you're always going to deal with horrible men like this. I literally a week ago managed to get rid of the last awful man in my life. Like, that's what it takes. And They'll come and go, but if you can see the forest for the trees, like that's the point that you need to get to. We're never going to get rid of all these um, horrible, horrible, evil men, but you will get to a point where you can see them. And please get in touch with me, whether it's through social media, anything at all. Um, I'm always available. And even if it's just so you don't realize oh so you realize you're not crazy that's the most important thing like you are not crazy you are in an abusive relationship let's start the process of getting you out of it i'm always available war party or just get in touch with me directly and again keep listening to joe pags because joe i don't know what i'd do without you i agree keep listening to me I think that's, that's always good advice. Okay, thank you for opening up about this kind of stuff. Most people won't talk about it. You talk about it a lot because if you put it out there on the surface, it's no longer taboo, and it's no yeah. longer something that people who are suffering from it have to fear opening their mouth about. I appreciate you. We had other stories to get to, but we went, we, I'm glad we used the time on that today. Uh, have a great day. We'll see you next Monday. It's uh, Cray News with Kay. Check around on Newsmax uh, TV as well as on The Daily Caller and on all the socials. Kay, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Joe. Yeah, I, I really appreciate us going long on uh, long on that one. It's it's more important than both of us. So made, thank you. Made perfect sense, and, and I agree with you. We're back after this. Stay right here. 
This is the Joe Pag Show. Motown Monday, glad to have you here. We always appreciate Kay coming on. Not easy topics tonight, but we do what we do. Appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot for taking the time. Omaha Steaks is awesome. Omaha Steaks right to the house. Omaha Steaks will, will they'll deliver right to the front door. It's that simple. You, you go online, omahasteaks.com. You put in PAGS, P-A-G-S, in the search bar. You could save over 50%. I'm talking about ordering the Omaha Steaks sampler. Get it today. Save over 50, 50%. Plus, you're going to get 12 Omaha Steaks burgers free with that order. The package has it all from the butcher cut filet mignon to the caramel apple tartlets. You're going to love all this stuff. I really, really love the gourmet franks. The gourmet jumbo franks. Are you kidding me? They're amazing. You're going to get those. You're going to get so much savings and extra hamburgers on top of it. Why not go right now, omahasteaks.com, put in my name, Pags, P-A-G-S, in the search bar, click on search. Once you do that, you'll see the special pop up. Every order is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and again, delivered safely to your doorstep. They've been doing it for over 100 years, getting it done right. You know they're doing it right if they've lasted that long, and it's family-owned, family-run. omahasteaks.com, keyword Pags, P-A-G-S, omahasteaks.com, keyword Pags, make it happen, and make it happen right now. Carrie, can you give me like 20 seconds on Biden and Russia? He's not going to stop. Okay. Uh, This is from Fox News. Uh, The Biden administration is considering a possible ban of oil imports from Russia to the United States, but no decision has been made at this time. An administration official told Fox News, as Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Sunday, the administration speaking with partners and allies to look in a coordinated way at the prospect of banning the import of Russian oil while making sure there's still an appropriate supply of oil on world markets. I mean... The whole thing is just stupid. Pop culture. Dirty pop. I mean, the way he's handling this is ridiculous. Polo, what's going on? So I don't know if you got to see that story I sent you about uh, w- WNBA star Brittany Griner. Did not. Apparently, uh, since I guess the end of February, she's been um, being held in Russia because she got um, busted while trying to get on a plane. Apparently, they said it was for drugs, but they're but. From what TMZ is reporting, that she actually had some vape pen cartridges in her bag, and okay. they they've been holding her ever since. And why was she there? Uh, she plays over there when the WNBA isn't playing. They, uh, they make more money over there. So wow. All right. Well, so she's still there. Okay. We'll yeah. keep an eye on that. That's Polo. That's Carrie. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pag Show.